Hey, this is Lucky Yates. Hey there, this is Jimmy Simpson. Hello, this is Brad Sherwood. Hi, this is Claire Coffey. This is Andy Daly. Hey there, this is Kevin Durant. Hi, I'm Chris Barnell. Hey, this is TJ Fines. Hey y'all, this is David Hoffman. You are listening to Next Level Radio. Have fun. It's time for the Showcast. And now, here they are, those pop culture junkies and your hosts, Ben Beck, Adam Gorey, and Steve Richards. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am your host this time around, Ben Beck. Uh, no Adam or Steve with me this evening, but I'm sure my guest will be able to provide more than enough company for the conversation. She's someone you've seen on shows like Third Watch, Rescue Me, Heroes, The Blacklist. And now on Thursdays, she can be seen on NBC's new show, The Blacklist Redemption. She's a fellow Jerseyan like myself. Please welcome, <laughs> please welcome the lovely Tawny Cypress to the program. Tawny, thanks, hey. thanks for spending time with me. Hey, thanks for having me. It's, uh, I do not know you from Jersey. No, I kind of, I, I kept that a little bit of a secret before uh, for, yeah. for the interview. Right on, right on. Where about? Uh, I grew up right outside of Burlington County. Okay. Uh, so I don't That's know. If, way wet. Yeah, yeah we, we're pretty much like the, we were a river town. So we were right along the Delaware River. That is amazing, and that's where I'd like to end up. Definitely along the Delaware Water Gap somewhere, uh, eventually, when yeah. I can uh, step away a little bit, a little bit further. How long did you say? Well, I'm did, still in Jersey. Oh, you're still in yeah. Jersey? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We bought a house a couple years back. I had, the, I had to, man. I just had to. We, my husband and I are both from New Jersey. He's from South Jersey. I'm from Central and North Jersey. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I grew we, up. Now we're in... Dead. No, I was just going to say I spent a lot of my time growing up, uh, you know, like middle school and high school um, uh, in Florence. So I don't know if you're familiar with. No. Uh, right where the turnpike from uh, comes over from Pennsylvania into New Jersey. That's Florence. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yes. Been there many, been through there many times. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's cool to know that you're still in Jersey, though. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. You know, I, I, I moved to uh, New York City when I was 18 years old, and I thought I was such a city girl, and I did all the city things, attending at the hottest clubs and all this, all this great stuff. But then, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was having my son. Maybe it was just growing up, growing older. Uh, I just realized I'm not really a city girl anymore. So being out of the city and in the suburbs is definitely... <laughs> a, a, a dream come true for me. Yeah, I'm right across the bridge right now. I'm in the Philadelphia area. I, I live in right outside. Very of Philly, nice. So, right on, right on. We have family out there. Okay, yeah. So it, it, it's <laughs> it's kind of refreshing to talk to somebody because ordinarily when we talk to people, you know, they're out on the West Coast in L.A. or you know what have you. But right. yeah, it, it's kind of refreshing to know I'm talking to somebody in Jersey <laughs> right now in my my old stomping grounds. It's pretty cool. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, I mentioned obviously the blacklist, which is the show that you're you we're going to talk about more than anything else. And uh, I know when the blacklist yeah. first when the blacklist first started, James Spader, I was a huge fan of the show. I've kind of fallen away from it a little bit, not because the show is any less interesting, but more because there's so much on television and, and life kind of gets so in the way. Yeah. Um, but I definitely need to catch up because this is one of those things that when the blacklist first started and it was going to like the second and third seasons and we meet all of these interesting characters that a mm -hmm. spinoff I figured would be an awesome idea. And now it's finally happened in the blacklist redemption. 
Yeah, I got to tell you, that's one of the coolest things about our show is are, are these characters taken from the blacklist that you, especially like uh, somebody like Eddie Gefegi, who plays Mr. Solomon on the blacklist, seeing him uh, as, a, as a lead on a show, his character, uh, that people love to hate on the blacklist come onto this show where people just love to love him. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. There are a lot of fans out there that um, are excited to see these people. Yeah, I mean, the, the show, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Eddie Gathegi because we've actually had him on our program before when he was... Uh, 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 he's awesome. Yeah, he was He was so cool to talk to. And that alone, you know, other than yourself and Terry O'Quinn, uh, you know, and Ryan Eggold, mm-hmm. and it's such a fantastic cast, not to mention, you know, Femke Jensen. Yeah. And, um, yes. Yeah, it's fun. You know, just those people alone would be enough for me to tune in to, to Blacklist Redemption. So. Right on. Well, that's nice of you to say. I think that we have an incredible cast, and we all get along really well, which is fun. You know, I've been a part of teams that do not get along, and it's not fun. <laughs> but, like, we all really genuinely like each other and hang out, so that's, it's, it's a nice thing. Yeah. Tell us a little I bit. I hope that comes through. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it, 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 that's usually always something that's great about it. It's, it's funny because you, you watch so many, there's so many shows out there that you watch and sometimes there are just those casts that you can tell just click so well together right. on on screen that you know that's how it is off to. Yeah, I hope that people can tell that because we really do have a great time off screen. So, you know, that's, that's another thing to look forward to on the show. Yeah. Tell us uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, tell us a little bit about what the, you know, redemption is about and tell us a little bit about your character, Nez. Okay. Awesome. Well, the, uh, the blacklist redemption is about, um, well, really it's, a, it's the story of Ryan Eggold's character from the blacklist, Tom Keen, uh, finding, uh, his, his, about his history and, uh, redeeming himself and who he was on the blacklist by finding out these uh, secrets from his past while helping a team of uh, ne'er-do-wells and criminals uh, who are also trying to find their own form of redemption, fight sexy Mission Impossible style heists and uh, capers all over the world. Oh, my Lord. Was that a, do you think that was one sentence, or should I have split that up? <laughs> if, if it gets your point across, it doesn't matter how long the sentence is. That's, that's how uh, I I'll feel. I'll have to rewind it and re-listen and see if it makes any sense at all. <laughs> hey, it made sense to me. It's, like I said, I'm already cool, cool. on board. Right on. <laughs> uh, my character, Nez, is, uh, she's... Um, an ex-soldier who's uh, been through war, been, uh, has dealt with a lot of drug addiction in her past, and um, it comes around again, uh, sort of bites her in the ass as she's uh, trying to figure out who Tom Keen is and who she can trust in, on this team of people. So uh, she's got demons that she's dealing with currently. And tonight's episode is going to be super-duper exciting. Uh, for not only for Nez, but for the whole team, it's uh, quite a whopper. And it was directed by Andrew McCarthy. So, oh, that's like, cool. Yeah. Points, right? I know. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's 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 good to see because I know every once in a while when you're watching a show, you'll see these characters that just they come across as so dynamic, and it, I think it's really cool that you know when Blacklist Redemption was developed, you know, you obviously you have Tom Keen as the as the center point. He's a familiar character yeah. from the first show, you know, but you bring over you know your character of Nez, who you know didn't have a full run on the original series, and you bring over right. you know uh, Susan played by Femke Jensen, who didn't have a large run. But right. obviously, these characters made such an impression in just the limited run that you did have on the original that they carried them over to the series. Oh, well, that's nice. I mean, I think that the writers really have, like, they, they had a clear vision on who these people were from the get-go. So I think that that uh, helped a lot, you know, character-wise. Yeah. As uh, far as, like, fleshing out a character and making it seem, you know, three-dimensional on screen. Yeah, I know. Um, I, one thing I'm very curious about is anytime there's any kind of spinoff or, or a show of a show or anything like that. Do you ever think there's any kind of uh, any kind of pressure of living up to the original? Um, I don't. I don't think I never have. I mean, I don't. This is my first spinoff, so I don't really. I'm only going on this one experience, but mm-hmm. I feel like they really um, fought very hard to make us understand that this was its own thing and so uh we weren't in any way we never compared ourselves to the blacklist i think a lot of people a lot of fans compared to the blacklist but i don't think that we ever did and the the producers as well like there was never any oh this needs to be more this way or that way because of the blacklist um so there was nothing really to live up to uh other than the, the the you know, there really was nothing else to live up to. We had a great um, script and great characters, and there was nothing, no pressure, I feel, uh, that we had to make it into something that it wasn't, which I think is a pretty awesome show. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something. Uh, when you have that kind of comfortability going into something like yeah. this, uh, that, yeah, that's really they made cool. it like Yeah, they made it easy to love the show, for sure, from the get-go. So I don't think any of us felt pressure to make it into something that uh, the blacklist was. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mm -hmm. And forgive me if this has already happened, but any chance where you would see Spader show up on on Redemption? Oh, I'm not allowed to talk about that, Okay, all right. (laughs) But... But uh, there are obviously um, character crossovers from our show. Yeah. um, and, and the blacklist. So okay. that's always a fun thing for the others to, uh, for the fans to, to watch out for, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and it just gives the fans a reason to just have to keep watching to find uh, out who's going to yeah. come over. For sure. <laughs> uh, I know it's a shortened season. It's only 10 episodes. And I know after tonight, you guys are down to the penultimate in the finale. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm personally... A fan. Don't get me wrong. I like shows that run like the full 22, 24 episodes, but these shows right. that these series that only run 10, I'm a bigger, I'm actually a bigger fan of them because to me, when you're trying to fit an entire story and you compress it mm-hmm. down to 10 episodes, you really get more of a full run. You get a fuller episode right. and you know, the action never stops. Right. Well, I will tell you, first of all, we're eight episodes, but I, we had a couple episodes of The Blacklist last season. Oh, eight episodes. So I'm sorry. I, yeah. I guess. Oh, yes. But that's okay. Uh, but the, your point still stands. And I agree with you. Like, when you have a short season, you get to the story. You're able to tell the story. There's not some long, drawn-out thing where you've got, like, these the, the case of the week and also very minimum backstory of the characters, you know, so that it can carry out for 22 episodes. 
you've got a, a story, it's in your face, and it, it's told in, in uh, you know, in a big way, in a big impact. And I like that as well. Um, as an actor, I, I love a short season. I mean, I, I've never done a 22-episode season of anything, so I don't even know how much work that would be. <laughs> I could imagine. i got to imagine that's got to be a lot of work. Yeah. And I don't know, uh, you know, I, I like to play video games. So I like to be lazy and have my time <laughs> off. Um, so uh, eight episodes, you know, we get in, we tell our awesome story, and then we get out and we, you know, hopefully – even wanting more. And, uh, you know, the shows that I like have been, uh, recently, the shows that I have liked recently have all had the short season. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you actually brought up the fact that you like to play video games because I, I actually did some, yeah. in doing my research I actually did come across something that I wanted to bring up and I found that you 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 kind of enjoy like the pen and paper role playing games. Oh, oh, I do. Well, I well I grew up playing them. You know, uh, my brother used to make us. He's a comic book artist. He's like the coolest guy I know. <laughs> and uh, his name is Toby Toby Cypress. He's awesome. But uh, he used to make, you know, he, if we wanted to spend time with him, we had to either flip through comic books or play Advanced Dungeons and & Dragons. And, you know, I, I really got into that. Uh, and then I got into, you know, the early computer games that are like like King's Quest where it's like book in whole or, you know, Baldur's Gate or something. Yeah. And now I've, yeah, I, I still play videos. And it's still my brother's fault, you know. <laughs> all these years later, he's the one telling me which games to buy and what systems. I just bought a new system so that I could play uh, Fallout 4. <laughs> I was just going to ask you what, what you're playing right now. What system did you get? Oh, my God. Uh, what's that? What system did you get? I got the PS4. Okay. My brother and I actually decided. I decided with him because we wanted to try the VR eventually. So my <laughs> gift to myself because I can't play it when I'm working because that would just be I would be a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> but my rap gift to myself was the PS4. And, That's pretty you know, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, I have all of them. I have the uh, I've got the PS4. I got the Xbox One, and I just got the Switch too. I've been playing Zelda a lot. Did you really? Yo, seriously, one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make was what (laughs) system to buy. So, which one do you like the best? Seriously, you can tell me. It's funny. I use them for different things. Like I play, I'm more, when it comes to gaming, I'm more an Xbox guy. Um, right. but, but I do like the PlayStation exclusives. Like I bought my PS, I originally bought my PS3 for like Uncharted and God of War. And that's what I want to play. Yeah. And, and yeah. then I, I, when, when I heard there was going to be a new Uncharted with, with the next gen system, I bought a PS4 right. just so I could play Uncharted. And that's so funny. You're my kind of guy. <laughs> yep. And then I bought the, uh, the Nintendo switch and, I, I initially had buyer's remorse because I didn't hear a lot about it and I didn't know how it was going to be. And then the moment I popped in Zelda, I was about 20 minutes into it. I, I said, yep, this is this yes. system is worth it alone just for Zelda. Is it really? Yes. I mean, that's the reason I would get it. Obviously, it's for Zelda. But I feel like it's for a younger generation, you know? Like, I, I don't see me taking my Switch over to someone's house and letting us, like, play together or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. Well, that's, that's a, the only a, thing... Yeah, I don't That's play like the, I don't play like the motion games because you can pop those controllers off and it becomes like a miniature yeah. Wii. I, I didn't pick it up for that. I like it better as a handheld rather than in the dock. And it's, I've been uh, playing. Awesome. I play Zelda for at least at least twenty minutes to a half hour a day. Oh, that's very. I mean, that's 
awesome. If you can get it down to 20 minutes to a half an hour playing any game, then all the power to you. Oh, if I can not. I mean, I, I said at least. Some days I don't. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that it's a handheld. I would love to play to try it out for sure, especially for the Zelda games. I mean, I love those. Yeah, it's it's but, uh, it's definitely worth it. And then I got Mass Effect yeah. for PlayStation Four, and I haven't haven't really had a chance to play oh it because God. I've been playing Zelda. You so. and I, man, we like the same games. <laughs> I like Mass Effect. My only problem with Mass Effect is that I get into the all terrain vehicle on another planet, and I don't know how to control it, and I wind up like getting myself exploded or going <laughs> off of a cliff or something. I'm serious; I can't figure it out. But I love the game. I love the game. That's awesome. Um, I'm so happy. Like I, I, yeah. I love hearing when people like are into hobbies like yeah. that because it's just I know it's so it's cool. Rare, especially like especially the games that you've said. Because, uh, you know, I could say I'm into games, but then, you know, we have different ideas of what games are, you know, cool. Yeah. Right? So some people, it's, you know, only racing games or something, which is great. My son's into, like, the Forza. Actually, I can't even say that. He used to be into Forza. Now he doesn't play anything. But, uh, yeah, some people are uh, into the baseball games. But, you know, you said games that I actually play, and that, that to me, is pretty rare. Yeah. So awesome. Really yeah, exactly. Cool. Thanks, son. Um, I, <laughs> I know, uh, one other thing I noticed too, you know, when I look at your IMDb and I knew it, it's funny, like you're one of those people that like, I know I've seen on TV before I've seen in show. I used to watch rescue me. So I knew you from that and, right on. And, and, and such, but I, looking at your IMDb and looking at your, you know, your, your list of credits that you have, I had to- completely forgotten about a show that you were on only for two episodes. But, uh, I, mm-hmm. another podcast that we do on this network is all about the DC television shows. And you actually did two episodes of Supergirl. I sure did. It was awesome. One of the funnest jobs I ever got to do. I had to learn Alien. I had to learn Mars. Mars is cat, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know what it's called. Um, look, I just cursed. And it came so naturally. Uh, <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. It was a fun uh, fun gig that they that I got. They didn't even tell me she was an alien. I just, they just told me she was uh, the mayor. And I, that was awesome that I got to do that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And D, it, it had to be kind of cool playing across David Harewood, too, because he's, uh, he's pretty phenomenal. Oh, my God. He's not only phenomenal, but really easy on the eyes. Like, I had no problems. <laughs> it was so much fun to, be, to hang out. So much fun to hang out with the whole cast because it's uh, really, talk about a good team, people. These, these guys really love each other and love their guest stars, and they're really awesome uh, folks. But David Harewood was, uh, yeah, like dreaming. Like he came out on this, <laughs> I don't know, it was like a hoverboard or something in the parking lot one day with like a remote control just floating along. And I was like, what the heck are you on? <laughs> and uh, he was just like, I'm just floating through with this book for myself. <laughs> I, like, I forgot oh, he's British. He's, I forgot about that. Yes, he's British. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this as a rap gift for myself last year. I get to play with it now. That's a great, awesome. Go on, go on with you. Well, yeah. Tony, I know you got dinner cooking in the background, so I don't want to keep you from very much longer. This has been no joke, not blowing smoke or anything like that. Just getting to talk mm-hmm. video games and geeking out about yeah. Supergirl and things like that. This has been so much fun. Um, oh, yeah. And for me, too, honestly. I never get to talk about that kind of stuff. So <laughs> thanks for being in my ear. No, and of let course. Me, yeah, let but, me get on. But we're going to check. We're going to encourage people to check out the rest of the Blacklist yeah. Redemption. Thursdays at 10 o'clock Please on NBC, do. 9 o'clock Central. Yeah, the next. 
the next three episodes starting tonight are uh, pretty big whoppers. I, it, really, people are going to enjoy them. And you're going to get some uh, awesome, uh, awesome story and awesome uh, sexy cool missions. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we want to encourage people to, to follow you on Twitter, too, at Tawny Cypress. And, of course, we encourage our listeners to follow us at XE Level Radio on Twitter, www.nextlevelradioonline.com, and, of course, facebook.com slash nextlevelradio. Tawny, thank you again so much for joining. This was so much fun. All right. Enjoy Zelda. I like doing you over there, bro. That sounds great. Uh, All right, guys. Good night. (laughs) We'll join you for another uh, Showcast Spotlight down the road. Take care.